the blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back, the Phantom Stranger. Who is that? Talking Back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back. This is the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me today in studio, as usual, is co-host Dean and his bobblehead replica. Yeah. Dean, how are you doing? Which one? Me or the bobblehead? The real one. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. The bobblehead can't talk, Dean. Oh. Would, it would be well, silly of me to ask it a question. So you think. So it may seem. I hope it doesn't talk. It yeah. hasn't talked to me yet. Uh, I'm doing fantastic. How about you, Tim? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, that's great. Okay. That's enough of that uh, then. Moving on with that. Yep. Moving on with the pleasantries. You. You. Dean, me. Yes, me. You wanted to talk about something this week. I did. You chose a subject. Normally, I choose the subjects. Yeah. I know stuff we both like. Yeah. We have a list of things we like. I often choose from it this is true this but, is a little peek behind the curtain but we yeah. have a list yes there is a list yes um we often don't even go from the list sometimes we just shoot from the hip and why is that tim because we talk about whatever we want to talk about whenever we want to talk about it that is correct and sometimes what we want to talk about isn't on our list that's true yeah and that's okay yeah we'll we'll talk about it anyways i don't think this is on our list it may not be so this may have come up um, after the Spider-Man number 50 episode. Right. Yes, you, it did. You said that that was fun. Yeah. That was that was a good idea. If right. you have any more of those, let me know. Now, the reason that was fun was because I had never read that comic book. You were a big fan of it. I'd never read it. I kind of knew some of the themes about it, but you kind of broke it down for me and the listeners. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. So cool. you've got another one that you want to do. Same type of thing. Same type of thing. Another comic that is near and dear to my heart that you have not read. That's right. And it's not first thing in the morning today. No. Unlike last time. No. Some would argue it's last thing in the evening. It is right near the last thing yeah, in the I'm evening. getting a little sleepy. You are? No. No. No, I'm, I'm fine. Not. It's not that late. No, it's what not that late. What time do you go late. to bed at? You you fed me when I got here. So now I got the uh, I got the food in the stomach and it's like doing its thing. So my body is ready to ready to shut down. Um, no, no, no. I feed you. Right. So it gives you energy. Right, right. I'm off. So that yeah, you bring right, right. energy to the yeah. podcast. Not okay. so you shut down. No, I got energy. I got a ton. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Big throat clear directly into the mic. Okay. So we are here to talk about Swamp Thing Annual 2. What a strange title. Um, is there an annual one? Yes, for sure. Okay. An annual is just a, like it sounds uh happens every year yeah uh for a run of comics so swamp thing uh had an annual one the first year it was going and this is the second year it's been going so this is annual two well let me ask you a question then dean oh i have all the answers why wouldn't you do annual one why wouldn't you start at the beginning because that is why not you... that is not one of my favorite comics okay this is one of my favorite comics so there's not enough interesting information in number one to make it worth our while to listen to listen to you talk about it uh, i would say no okay um there is I appreciate that you jumped right to number two then. Yeah. 
So you'll see why. I'm going to give you a nice breakdown of this character because I don't think you have any history with Swamp Thing, do you? I've seen the movie. Oh, great. The movie is great. It's a good movie. movie is good. Oh, man. And I saw it when I was way too young to see it, so it was even better. Perfect. Uh, that's all. Okay. Uh, well, I got a lot, a lot for you then. Okay. Well, let's have it. Okay. Swamp Thing Annual 2 is from 1985, and it is written by Alan Moore. You know Alan Moore. Um, the, I know Alan Moore. You, you know Alan Moore. Great writer. Yeah, great writer. Yeah. I like his writing. Yes. Um, art is by uh, Stephen Bissett and John Totalbin. Okay. Haven't heard of them. Okay. Stephen Bissett is a really good like horror artist. Okay. So you can just tell by the names Alan Moore and Stephen Bissett on the book that this is a horror comic. You just passed that book over to me for the first time. I did. I had just it physically here. Yeah. Just before we started recording. So I got to take a, a quick little look at the art. I recently read a run of the original Tomb of Dracula okay. back from the 70s. Yeah. And yeah, there's a specific like style to horror. For sure. And I was getting that vibe out of this book. Cool. Very nice art. Yeah. Very nice color oh, and very beautiful. nice art. It looks fantastic. It does, yeah. And it looks very much of the 80s. Yeah. Very good. As you said, as you brought up, why didn't I do annual one? Um, so Alan Moore and Stephen Bissett were not originally on this comic. So I'm going to give you a little history of Swamp Thing. So they weren't on annual one? Or they weren't on the comic before Annual 1. They weren't on Annual 1, and they weren't even on this run of Swamp Thing when it originally started. This is actually the second run. This 1985 run is the second run of Swamp Thing. Okay. So the first run of Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing's a character created by Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson. Do you know Len Wein? Do you know that name? Nope. Okay, so Len Wein created Wolverine. Oh, wow. Len Wein created Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus. Uh, yeah, those are good characters. Big, yeah, big X-Men guy. Um, so he also came up with Swamp Thing. And the original series was 24 issues. It ran from 1972 to 1976. So well before this issue that I'm going to talk about came out. Um, in this series, a man named Alec Holland and his wife Linda uh, were working on a biorestorative formula. How dare in. they? I Well, it's a good thing. Oh, okay. Um, it could, could, could potentially I didn't solve, read it. I'm sorry. It could potentially solve all the world's food shortage. Oh. It's great. <clears throat> sorry, I, I good. take that back. You jumped the gun. It's yeah. good Good characters. I know it had biorestorative in it, but it was good. Yeah. It sounded like it was going to be a bad thing, so yeah. I jumped in. So, in this original run, this is going to be very important when we get to Alan Moore's run. That's why I'm laying it out here. So, this original run, two thugs break in while they're while Alec and Linda are working on this formula, knock knock them out, um, place some explosives in the lab, and then as they come to, the bomb goes off, engulfs them in flames, and Alec, covered in flames and the chemical, runs into the swamp to, you know, get the fire off. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Goes into the swamp, and the vegetation kind of reacts to the chemicals and fuses with his body, and he becomes a monster right. covered in this vegetation. He becomes Swamp Thing. Yeah. So that's kind of the original concept of the character. Right. Um, so towards the end of the run, the book is selling terribly during like 1976. Um, so they just end it. But that movie you're talking about, that Wes Craven movie, great movie. Mm -hmm. It's coming out in 1982. So they're thinking, let's, let's get the comics going again. Yeah, why not? Get the Swamp Thing comics going again. Um, so they call it. The Saga of the Swamp Thing. So okay. that's this run we're talking about right now. It's called The Saga of the Swamp Thing. How many issues is it? Oh, 
I don't know. I don't have that number. Do you know how many issues are in your book there? Well, this is just a volume of the of it. Of it. So yeah. I think there's 60 some. Okay. Um, you got what, 10 issues in that volume? Yeah. Not all done by Alan Moore. Because when it started in 1982, it kind of had a little bit of traction because of the movie, but as interest in the movie drops, you know, interest in the comic drops as well. So they're just about to basically throw this thing away. And they say, you know what? Let's give it give it to the relatively unknown at this time, British writer Alan Moore. Mm. Let's let's try him out. Tell him he can do whatever he wants with the book. Cool. First thing he does, he ties up some loose ends in an issue he calls loose ends. Sounds appropriate. First thing he does on the book, gets rid of everything he doesn't want, writes loose ends. So then now he's free to tell his own story. And his first issue in his saga, his story, is, in my opinion, one of the greatest retcons in comic book history. Do you what's know a, retcons? No, what's a retcon? So retcons are when they change the past. Okay. When just some new information has come to light that has changed the origin of someone. What does it stand for? Retconning. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Retroactively... Returning, Tim. I wasn't ready for all these questions. To the continuum. I'm, yes, yes. I'm doing. People are screaming at us right now. Yeah. People are uh, saying retcon obviously means. People, please hit us up on Instagram if you know what retcon means. Well, I'm not going to look at those comments. So, in, instead of asking what retcon means, why don't you ask what the greatest retcon of all time was by Alan Moore just now? Okay. Okay. What was the greatest retcon oh, of I'm, all time by Alan Moore? I'm glad you asked, Tim, because <laughs> I have that answer. It's You'd... Saga. Yeah, it happens in the Saga of the Swamp thing. Okay, cool. Okay. So Alan Moore, in his first issue, after Loose Ends, he makes Swamp Thing come to a realization. And that realization is that Alec Holland actually died that night of the explosion. Oh. He was not transformed into a plant monster. But when he ran into the swamp, covered in chemicals, his consciousness and memories copied onto the plant life around him. So the swamp thing is not a man that was changed into a monster. The swamp thing is a collection of plants that thinks it's a man. I like that. That's yes, cool. Yes, it is very cool and it's very unique. Mm-hmm. So in in one of, in a part in one of these issues, they do an autopsy on him and they open him up and he is all of his organs are just plants that have formed organs. Okay. So they said, you were never a man. You, you, this is just plant life inside you that thinks, thinks it's trying to become a human. So he has all the memories of Alec Holland. He thinks he's Alec Holland, but he realizes that that's not actually true. So he's this straight, now he's a strange character that's trying to find his place in the world. Yeah. Whereas before it was just Alec Holland trying to find a way to become human again. That was the entire point of the book. How can I, come up with a formula to be human again right because women don't like him well, they don't find him uh, attractive anymore it's true they don't like they don't like so, the plants right so he has um no reason to be plant yeah. man and at right? the end of that original run at the end of the run where he's plant man he actually becomes human again oh well that's great for him yeah and then so he... well then they reboot it and he's back to he's back to swamp thing oh too bad so yeah i think this idea is amazing and it allows moore to write these very interesting stories about questioning the existence of swamp thing why does he even 
it's really a simple idea if you think of it. I know. Right? It's not a big change. Like, yeah, it's um it's a retcon, as you said, but not a big difference. Yeah. Right? It, you're just it's kind very, of, you're, you're it's flipping. very small difference. You're just yeah, it is very small. You have yeah. two things that you're just kind of flipping rather than uh, man taken over by plant, it's plant taken over by man. Yeah. Right? It's 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 neat that something so simple would make such a big difference here. Yeah. And this whole series by Moore, it kind of starts with him thinking he's that man. So as the series goes on, he is slowly losing his humanity, which he's never was human, but he's slowly losing his humanity and becoming more part of the earth and part of the environment. So at the beginning, he has sort of a love interest, but that sort of fades away as it goes on because he is not connected anymore on a human level because he's realizing that he is not that and he never was. Dean, we recently covered, uh, talking back recently covered in one of our Star Trek episodes, something very similar to that in, in this, the, the episode Demon. Oh, yeah. Where there's um, duplicates. Yes. Who uh, kind of take on the 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 personality and human traits of of the crew that's get true duplicated yeah. and then we kind of had some fun with our what if on that one speculating what would happen if uh, these crews continued to duplicate and kind of how how do those consciousnesses continue on in the in these duplicates so totally yeah um, yeah I I, I'm, on bo- I'm on board with uh, on board with this I like that idea cool yeah so with this new direction. And Moore's sort of poetic writing. I mean, you've read Alan Moore before. He has this just way with words, right? Um, so Saga the Swamp Thing becomes critically acclaimed. So this book that they just thought were, well, you know, it's dead. It's on its last days. Give it to this guy. Um, becomes this great book. And we've we've talked about the Eisners before on the show. Um, this book happened before the Eisners existed. Okay. So before the Eisners existed, it was called the Jack Kirby Award. Okay, and sure. It only lasted three years. Yeah. 1985, 1986, 1987. Mm-hmm. Every one of those years, Saga the Swamp Thing wins Best Continuing Series. Cool. Two of those years, Alan Moore wins Best Writer. Wow. And in 1985, this issue we're talking about today wins Best Issue. And all three years, it went, It wins Best Plant-Based Series. Ex- yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. That was my next note. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I figured that was coming but, next. Yeah, it's the next best plant-based series. Well, that's that's a successful comic yes, book run, is, then. This is, uh, I kind of, I don't know, maybe listeners have noticed by now, but I kind of throw around like, this is the best, this is my favorite, a lot, um, just because I get really into the things I'm talking about. Um, but this book actually is, like, this is top five book of all time. Until next week. Until until we cover any until more we talk comics. About yeah, comic. until we cover any more comics, this book is top five. No, but I know what you're saying, though. It's like we do throw around best all the time, but yeah. there's bests for different reasons, and yes. there's a lot of reasons out there, right? Like the, exactly. This, this comic is the best for this reason. This one is my favorite for this reason. Yeah. You know, we can have multiple favorites and we can have multiple bests. So, what you're going to do is break down for us why this is your best. What is it? Your best what? Like, this is one of my favorite single issues in one of my favorite comic runs. Okay. So it's, I think I would call it, I think I, ha- I have best in mind and I have fi- favorite in mind. Like my favorite comics and then the what I think are the best comics. And I think yeah. this lines up both in sort of like the top five of both. It is my favorite and I think it is one of the best comics written. Okay. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it did. Okay. 
I, I won't challenge you any further on it. Okay, so a little quick background before we actually get into this issue. Okay. Just a, I love background. Okay. I'm the background guy. You are. You know me. I know. I love this it. This is just where we are in the plot okay. before we start sure, this issue. Sure, perfect, perfect. Okay, do you know... So you don't know much about Swamp Thing, so you don't probably know who Arcane is. Uh, Ar- are you talking about Arcane Asylum? No. <laughs> I know what no, that is. <laughs> That's in Gothic City. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Arcane uh, Asylum. Then um, I don't know it. No. No. Um, Arcane is Swamp Thing's sort of arch nemesis. It's just uh, a guy who has sort of like magical abilities and is obsessed with eternal life. He's a potato, right? He's no, he is not a he's potato. He's a potato who thinks he's a man. <laughs> no. He's Mr. a man who thinks he's a potato. That's Mr. Potato Head. Okay. He's not Mr. Potato Head. Um, no, but he, he's moss. No. Algae. No, he kind of, he kind of transforms sometimes. Oh, he's a transformer. He, he, yes, he, he's a transformer. Bumblebee. He's a car. He's Bumblebee. usually a car. Yeah. He's Bumblebee. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I get it. Okay. I just needed to picture what this guy looked like. So, so Swamp Thing's original love interest, just becoming like a close friend of his, um, is Abby Cable. Just in the issue before, Arcane, Swamp Thing's nemesis, has uh, killed Abby and condemned her to hell. Wow. He has yeah. that type of power? Yeah. He's he's kind of like a sorcerer. Okay. Um, so Swamp Thing in that issue kills Arcane. Um, so that's where we are right now. We're starting okay. the issue and Abby has been condemned to hell and Arcane is dead. Thank goodness. Yeah. It, that guy sounds like a loose cannon, this Arcane. He's a horrible person. Sounds like it. He's He's a loose cannon. You're right. So this is how it begins. Okay, now we're going to get into the issue. So this we're getting issue, into the issue. Okay, this okay, issue is like I'm ready for it. I know we got a lot of bits here and a lot of jokes. This issue is serious business, Tim. Okay, so you want me to take this very seriously? You want, you want you me need, to you want me to stop having fun and just get serious here? I'm, number, I'm willing to do you it. You need to take it seriously, but you also need to have fun. Okay, I'm gonna take it more seriously. Okay. Until, At least just this first part. Okay. Okay. So we begin. This is the serious part. This is the serious part. Then you can go off after this. Okay. Okay. So we begin with Swamp Thing grabbing a flower out of the lake, bringing it over to Abby's dead body. And while that's happening, Alan Moore's writing this like beautiful poetry, setting the scene. And I won't read the whole thing because it's, you know, like the entire page. Okay, but I'm glad you're reading some of it though. Yeah, I want to hear begins. some. It begins. This is how it begins. Okay. There are people, there are stories. The people think they shape the stories, but the reverse is often closer to the truth. That's how it starts. That's the first panel. And then he just keeps going on, sort of explaining life. I like it. Yeah. It's great. Now you can be silly. That was just the... Oh, was I, the I can't part. be silly after that. Okay. I'm, I'm into the serious now. So Swamp Thing is like really struggling to accept that Abby's dead, to accept that Abby's gone as he's walking. So he's just kind of standing over her dead body. And he realizes that he can sense her soul. Hmm. So he wonders if he can find her soul. So something that the Swamp Thing is, is he's like an elemental that can tap into the green. And the green is basically all plant life on Earth. So Swamp Thing has this physical body, but he can actually remove his consciousness from that physical body and travel anywhere else on the planet where there's plants. And oh, that's put, cool. Yeah, and like make his body from those plants. Oh, nice. Right? Nice. So because this whole process is removing the consciousness sort of from a spot, he wonders that if he removes his consciousness, maybe that's like the consciousness has left Abby. 
maybe he can find her if he goes mm. searching. She's going on onto like a different onto like the spiritual plane. Exactly. And go looking for her there. And so he cool. sees he sees his connection of maybe when I travel to somewhere else on the earth, I'm doing that. I'm traveling through that plane. Right. So he starts to do it to see if he can find her. Oh, so this sounds really neat. It's Dean. so good, Tim. It's so good. I see why we're here today. So he starts to do it and he is actually able to first enter the green and then move beyond life itself. He is able to move past just connecting with the green and he's able to just enter sort of that spiritual conscious level. And he finds himself in a very strange place with sort of misty colors. It's kind of like a dream. He wonders where he is and he sees a woman there and she's looking for her child and she's just calling her child's name. She tells him that she remembers being in a car. She remembers turning around to talk to her child and then she doesn't remember anything else. Hmm. And she kind of starts to cry because she's sort of realizing what's going on. Then she sees him and she finds him and the kid comes over and he tells her he couldn't follow her right away, but he's here now and they can go where they need to go. Hmm. So this is sort of like a purgatory. We find out like by that sort of interaction where the mom was waiting for the son to move on and then they sort of like walk into light and they're walking into an afterlife. And as they're walking to the light, the mom asks the boy if he knows this place, if he's been here before. And the boy says, oh, sure. It's not been long since I was here last time. Hmm. So this idea, I think. What does that mean? This idea, I think, implies that our souls exist before our bodies and after our bodies. Mm, so he has okay. come from there, yeah. then went into his body, and now they're going back there. Right. So I'm the kind of person that sits around on a weekend, when I usually when I don't have much to do, when I'm not podcasting, and I think about the meaning of life. Like all of us. Yeah. And think about uh, what happens when we die. Sure. And, you know, then I freak myself out because that's kind of a terrifying thing to me to think of. Um, like, does my consciousness just turn off? Why is it terrifying for you, though? Well, because it could be a beautiful thing. It could be. But like, if my consciousness just turns off, well, that's scary. If my but, consciousness- But you wouldn't realize it. You wouldn't know about it. So I, I know, but that is also scary. I don't, it's just, it's hard for me to understand. Yeah, it is, but- yeah, I don't even know. If, even if my consciousness existed forever, that's kind of scary too. Just no end to something. It seems it's. Tim. I think they're all in, a lot of they're all mostly interesting. I find okay. Like whatever for, whatever for the me, whatever the outcome could be, it's um it's interesting. For me, I freak out. Okay, so you have what do we want to call this? Um, existential crisis. Okay, all the time. You have existential anxiety. <laughs> yes, kind of. Ah, that's interesting. So for a guy like me who gets really wrapped into the things he's reading and has these thoughts on a daily basis, um, I actually get a little peace from something like this. Okay. Yeah. Reading that, oh, a soul exists before, right. then, then you do your life on earth, then you go back to where, where you came from. Sure. So it's like a new, it's a new idea that you yeah. kind of vibe with. Like you like, yes. you, you hadn't thought about this idea before for, for an afterlife. You read this and you're like, I actually am really on board with that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. And and like that you can just like you're on earth to kind of make bonds with people. Right. And then you move on and you're friends wherever you came from. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, I like this idea. So this book already, like I'm a couple, so grabs, couple pages grabs in, you in that way, I'm right? just like, I'm in. 
Yeah. Like I love any sort of think piece on what happens after we die um, because we don't know. And I like to, I like when those stories seem nice when it seems like it's, it's not, it's going to be a good thing. It's going to be okay. Um, so then after the mom and son have passed on, Swamp Thing runs into Dead Man. So Dead Man is a ghost. He has no physical body, um, but he is known to like possess humans from time to time. But Dead Man sort of patrols this plane, and he tells Swamp Thing that they're in the region of the just dead. Okay. Um, so Swamp Thing asks if he's seen Abby. And Dead Man says he hasn't seen her, but he also hasn't been there long. So he agrees to help Swamp Thing find her. So when they look around for a bit, they run into some some other sort of apparitions, like some other sort of ghost type things, um, and they realize Abby's not there. So they decide to check for her in heaven, because Dead Man uh, sort of knows the way how to get to heaven. So they're gonna travel there. But he says, uh, he says he he's can't go with Swamp Thing up there. But he says not to worry um, about being in the presence of God, because she has always treated him well. Hmm. So this is really neat because Swamp Thing questions Dead Man like, oh, God's a she? And Dead Man kind of says, well, yeah, of course. And it's interesting because in Dead Man's um, in Dead Man's origin, um, the Hindu goddess Ramakushna is the one that's allowed him to possess people. Like has, has sort of, he was a ghost before and she let him possess people. So yeah, to him, that's God. Right. She has given him the power. So I just like that Alan Moore has this type of detail where mm. that character's God is a she. So yeah, Deadman says it's the end of the line for him. He can't go into heaven with Swamp Thing. But at that time, Swamp Thing runs into the Phantom Stranger. Have you heard of the Phantom Stranger? I have not heard of any of these people. Okay. Well, these are very obscure. DC that characters. sounds cool, though. The Phantom Stranger. Yeah, sounds the Phantom really Stranger. Neat. He's actually, like his name, uh, he's a very mysterious figure. Um, there's not really any origin to him, but he's like supposed to be some sort of angel or like fallen angel or something. Like he just, he's very, very powerful. Yeah. Um, and he's like some sort of supernatural entity, um, but no one really knows where he is or where he's from. Because he's a stranger. Because he's the stranger. Yeah. So he agrees to... He's a very nice guy. He agrees to take Is Swamp he? Thing to heaven. Yeah, he's, he seems nice. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take are you all Swamp Thing. Are I'll all these people heaven. that Swamp Thing is encountering here, um, are they all like his buddies and like just nice people or? No, he's not. They're just nice people. Like he doesn't know them. He's okay. never run into he's, Dead Man. Like Dead Man. He's meeting them for the first time yeah. in this like yeah, afterlife he, scenario. He may have run into one of them before when he tried to do this go into the green thing. Um, but no, these are people he is meeting for the first time. Do they only exist in this realm that he's in? Or no. No, they're they're like in other stories as well? Yeah. They can pass in, in and out of this realm as well. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Because, because they're, they're like, because they're supernatural, mm. they can kind of travel in these, in these realms. Kind of like dream or death from like Sandman. Yeah. Um, is that a thing in this book though, that like all these characters can go into both realms or is it just these are specific characters he's encountering in this realm like are are, are the, the villains and the friends in the swamp thing book do they all do this no no not everyone does this no he's just running into specific ones that do this yeah okay and they actually end up 
coming into play in the story later in our actual realm. Like they okay. can they yeah. can travel. These are just characters that he ends up running into and actually he will use later in the run as allies that he has found. Hmm. Um yeah, they're really interesting um interesting characters that Alan Moore's introducing in this way. I love the sound of Phantom Stranger. It's great. I think that's such a cool name. He's great. I love that. Um and so he tells so they're going to go into heaven, right? He's like, he's a nice guy. He's going to take Swamp Thing into heaven. Phantom Stranger. That sounds like a great deal. Yeah. And he tells Swamp Thing that God is a he. Uh-oh. Um, we've got some uh, controversy now. For sure. But again, it makes sense with the Phantom Stranger story because he's always been tied to the Christian God. So I just, again, I like that Ellen Moore's doing this. It's like, well, yeah, this guy's God's a she and this guy's God's a he. And they're just, that that's their stories. So they get to heaven. The Phantom Stranger. Tim, the Phantom Stranger. Don't you love that name? I love it. I love the Phantom Stranger. Phantom Stranger. It's better than Dead Man for a guy that's a ghost. Dead Man. Dead Man's not bad either. <laughs> but he's but... just a dead man? Yeah. The Phantom Stranger. The Phantom Stranger is so yes. interesting. I know, right? I, I want to know more. I'm so like... Well, he's very, he's very mysterious, Tim. Clearly. Yeah. But I'm really interested in just, yeah. Anyways, sorry, I won't. No, you're okay. We do got that anymore. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into that character though. I think that's really neat. Really neat character. Yeah. I think the Phantom Stranger is uh, at least very, very powerful and very, very interesting. I don't think, I don't think you can really gauge the power he has, just because he's he's kind of mysterious. A, they don't really he's a strange dive into these. Nobody very knows strange. what he can do because nobody know. Nobody know, really knows him. No, he's. Can anybody really know a stranger? Can anybody really know a phantom? No. The answer is no to both. Wow. And he's both. Yeah. He is both. Mm-hmm. So he's in heaven with Swamp Thing. What yeah. do you think heaven looks like? What do I think heaven looks like? Yeah. There's clouds. There's angels. Just clouds? Angels. Angels. Okay. Waterfalls. Beautiful waterfalls. You're getting there. You're Giant getting there. palaces. Okay. 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 Um, the It's bright. Yes, very, very bright. bright. Very bright. White, lots of white. Okay. Um, You're pretty close here to what heaven is because this book yeah? shows us what heaven is. Okay. So, um, oh, you want to keep going? Maybe. Okay. There, the fountains are pouring out beer. Uh, I don't think that happened in this issue. No. Okay. No. That's okay. This is your heaven. Okay, that's where our yeah. heavens diverge. Right. Okay. Right. We'll keep going then. But that's interesting that you have a different heaven. Because in this heaven, it's a beautiful, lush forest. Oh, okay. Trickling waterfall. Okay. Calm lakes. Mm. So Swamp Thing says, oh, is this what heaven looks like? That sounds like Swamp Thing's heaven, right? Yeah. So Swamp Thing says, is this what heaven looks like? And the stranger says, this is what heaven looks like to some. Mm. But to others, it may not look like this. So this is what heaven looks like to us, he says. Cool. But it's not what it will look like to others. Mm. So it's like, yeah, another cool thing where it's like you see what you want to see in heaven. Like it's your paradise. That's another interesting philosophy there. Yeah. That that could be a thing. Yeah. And another thing that that calms my little broken brain. (laughs) I can see that calming (laughs) calming you down a little bit. It's going to be exactly what I want. (laughs) But your heaven's not going to have open water, though. (laughs) There's going to be no lakes. There's going to be no lakes. There's just going to be, there's just going to be podcast studios. (laughs) With fabulous guests Com- sitting there waiting to record <laughs> movies, comics, video games, yeah. and more. Oh, there'd be a movie theater, that's a, that's yeah. heaven. <laughs> comic book store, just stacked as high as yeah. you can. Movies stacked yeah. as high as you can see. Exactly. Comics writing themselves. Oh, beautiful, 
Oh yeah. And I don't have to buy them. I can just go oh, grab it's them. Free. It's all free. Everything's free. Yeah. Swamp Thing is there. Oh, Swamp Thing is Swamp Thing's my bud. Like Swamp Thing's like my top five friends. I think he seems like he'd be a cool five cool favorite dude. friends. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really care too much about humans, but no. he protects like, the environment. Why would you really? He protects the environment. Like Swamp Thing's deal in this book is basically if you are abusing the environment, you are the enemy. Okay. He's coming for you. All right. Which I'm totally down with. Don't abuse I think the that was happening in the movie as well, wasn't it? I don't really remember, that, but I feel like people movie, were like pouring toxic waste into his swamp, right, right. and he's like, "The movie's heavy-handed." <laughs> yeah, so it would be like pouring toxic waste yeah, like on his head. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and then he would be like, "No, yeah. bad." Mm-hmm. So, oh man, here we go. Swamp Thing is in heaven. Who does he run into? Who would be the most interesting person for Swamp Thing to run into in heaven? I don't know. Like from what well, I've given you, it, it could be. A, it's a tough. I'm putting you on the spot. It's a tough answer, but who do you think would be most interesting for Swamp Thing to run into? Well, I know this is the wrong answer. Okay. (laughs) But I think since you mentioned him before, I think the most interesting person for him to encounter would be Dream. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I like Dream. From, what's what's he from? Sandman. Sandman, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Morpheus. That's his name. Oh. Dream's name is Morpheus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I thought you meant he no. encounters Morpheus. Swamp Thing runs into... Hold on. Let me have one more guess. Wow. I almost said it. Yeah, I know. You get one more I, guess. I saw, I saw, it was on the tip of my tongue. Um, okay. So it's really interesting, this person he'd encounter. And you'd know it just what? from what I've been talking about so far in this entire episode. Okay. He encounters that woman in heaven. Close. He encounters Alec Holland. The man oh, he thinks cool. he is. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Neat. Right? Neat. The man he thought he was for so many years. Right, right, right. He sees him in heaven. Oh, very cool. Yes. And Holland thanks Swamp Thing for going back to the swamp, finding his body. This is how sort of Swamp Thing figured it out. He went back to that swamp and saw the dead body that he thought was himself. Right. He went back to the swamp, finds the dead body, and then he buried it. So Holland thanks him. Holland said he was trapped in the just dead realm, so angry with his sudden death that he couldn't pass on. And as soon as he saw Swamp Thing find his body and bury it, he was able to move on to heaven. He was able to have peace. How cool is that? This This story is incredible. It's incredible. It just makes me feel. Oh, yeah. I'm feeling too. This is wonderful. I love this. We're we're like not even halfway through, Tim. Well, let's keep going. There's a lot to go. Let's keep going. This one, this one's a little heartbreaker. Uh-oh. Off in the distance, he sees Linda, Alec Holland's wife, who he has the memories of being his wife. Oh. Right? Swamp Thing oh. used to think that that was his wife. Okay. So there's this moment where Alec, like Alec Holland, sees Swamp Thing, notice her, and sort of knows what's going on. And he says, would you like to talk to her? Would you like to say hi? And Swamp Thing with glassy eyes says no. Oh. And leaves. That's sad. It is sad. It's just a really weird situation for Swamp Thing. Is this the first time that we realize Swamp Thing can cry? Yeah, it is, Tim. That's sad. It's not the last. Oh. There may be another time coming up in this episode. No. Where Swamp Thing cries. That's sad. You're starting to cry. I'm I'm just trying to compose myself a little bit here. uh, This is giving you the feelings, hey? So. If you want me to take over, I can take over. You haven't read it. 
No, I haven't. How could you take over, Tim? I'm pretty good at ad-libbing <laughs> when when needed. <laughs> I'd like to hear you carry on the rest of the story and just see where it goes. See what you think it should be. Well, I mean, I could do it, but it wouldn't be as good as Alan Moore's. Well, you know what, Tim? This just like rung a bell in my head. I, as host, have done a terrible job because I did not come up with a what if. Oh, you didn't? No. So I think now This maybe... is my week off, though. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I think now that we are 30 minutes in the podcast, I'm going to tell you that you need to come up with a what if when we get to the what? end of this. No way. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. You, I no. think you need to do it. I look forward to the what the what if week, weeks off. Um, well, uh, it's uh, not this week. It might be another week, but it is not this one. I have oh, done a poor You really do forget about what job. if, eh? I've done a poor hosting job. You really don't remember what ifs. I, I do not, Tim. I completely forgot. Okay, so I have 30 minutes to come up with a what if. Yeah, I mean, your easy one is what if he runs into Morpheus in heaven? <laughs> what if he runs into Dream what if he in runs heaven? into Dream, yeah. No, I won't use that. <laughs> That's your easy one. Okay. But I want you to listen to the remainder of the story. Don't no, I, get I too... will. I'm not going to formulate my what if until I hear the whole story because okay. I'll, need, I'll need all that information. You will need all the, you'll need all the pieces. Okay, so we've, we've concluded that Abby's not in the just dead realm and she's not in heaven. So Swamp Thing... His worst fear must be true, that Arcane was able to condemn her to hell. That he wasn't lying when he said that, the issue before. He actually was able to condemn her to hell. So, you can't get into hell without first seeking permission, is what the Phantom Stranger tells Swamp Thing. So they go to the one that guards it. And the one that guards it is another new character, probably, for you. Um, kind of was for me, too. His name's The Spectre. He guards hell. Okay. Okay, so... Don't this, don't know him. No. The Spectre, um, it, it actually makes a lot of sense. I looked into him. It actually makes a lot of sense that he guards hell because he is the embodiment of vengeance. Specifically, he's the embodiment of the presence vengeance. And the presence is the DC's version of God. It's like in the DC realm, the presence is God. The, the presence created the DC realm. Why does DC have to have a version of God? Why can't DC just have God? Does Marvel have the copyrights on God or something? I don't know. It's why wouldn't why wouldn't it's, DC's it's all, version of God just be God? Because it's almost like a meta thing. It's like this guy made the DC realm. Like whereas, oh okay, you know, so like, they're keeping it like comic bookish. Yes, they're not they're not making it like realistic. No, it's like the presence created DC Comics. Okay, basically. Okay. Um. So cool. his embodiment of vengeance is the Spectre, kind of like morpheus's dream yeah the specter is vengeance yeah gotcha um so he's who guards hell um so swamp thing pleads to him right away saying that it's unfair that abby is cast into hell she didn't do anything to deserve to be there and the specter basically says it doesn't matter if she deserves it or not he's like what you think there's someone policing heaven and hell there's no one policing heaven and hell you go where you're supposed to go so if someone condemned you to hell that's where you go mm. it's just shitty luck which is kind of it's a hard pill to swallow right that if you you know if you lived a good life you're going to go to heaven but if you lived a good life and someone condemned you to hell well that's where you're going hey yeah we, no one's in in the world of the superheroes right that's yeah tough shit that's tough shit so after sort of swamp thing getting very angry with that answer oh, i bet and them arguing back and forth um specter eventually lets them pass on to hell in hell they meet a half demon half man who speaks in rhymes named etrigan I don't like people who speak in rhymes. I hate reading people who speak in rhymes. It's very hard for me to understand what they're trying to say 
when they're speaking in rhymes. Mm -hmm. Do you know? They seem, anybody who speaks in rhymes just seems so pretentious to me. Oh, the like seems so pretentious. As soon as he pops up and he's speaking in rhymes, I'm like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah, Edgerton. exactly. You do not care about you. Yeah. But they can't just, again, There's they can't just walk into hell. They need Etrigan as a guide because they don't know what they're looking for. Swamp Thing doesn't really, he's never been to hell before. And uh, I think the stranger has also not been into hell. Like he tells him he can't go with him. So I think he's not also not gone sort of all the way in. So they're kind of like on the outskirts of hell, I guess, mm. when Etrigan shows up and starts speaking in rhymes. What kind of rhymes? Just everything he says is a rhyme. and it... Is it decent or is it terrible? Like hibbly bibbly bobbly no wibbly, it's very it's very smart okay rhymes so it's um, like um like puzzles almost like it's very riddly yeah it's do you have to answer his riddle no no he's just a he weirdo just speaks, speaking he just speaks he just speaks in rhymes but like there's no um there's no consistent cadence of like his speak so sometimes he'll have five words you know or five syllables with like a rhyme at the end of each and sometimes it'll be whatever just whatever it'll be like a whole paragraph and it rhymed at the end and then yeah. like another whole paragraph so he kind of plays by his own rhyming rules there in hell he looks cool though yeah um, you were flipping through, and flipping I told through you, the book yeah. and i was like who's this guy he looks, he's got like red with like his yellow face yeah. and he's very demony face I, I i recognized him from somewhere before i don't i yeah. don't know what but i know i've i know i know who that is yeah I didn't recognize his name though when you when you mentioned it. But. Yes, weird name. Um, so he agrees to help Swamp Thing find Abby in exchange for a flower that the stranger picked from heaven. So it's a cool. good thing they went to heaven first, because right, the stranger was off picking flowers when uh, Swamp Thing was talking to Alec Holland, and Etrigan was really into this. He was he was into into the flower. Um, so he's like, "Yeah, I'll help you find her." And they go deeper into hell. So they come across a lot of grotesque creatures. Like you would think there would be so in hell. How do we know that she's in hell? We don't know for sure. Okay. But he's been to the just dead. She wasn't there. He's been to heaven and she wasn't there. Right. And he knows, like Arcane told him. Arcane said, I condemned Abby to hell. Oh, okay. So now he's thinking, oh, he must have done it. He must have had a way to do it. Okay. So he's going down to hell. Like that's the last place he can look now. Right, right. Or if she's not in any of those places, then he just couldn't, he couldn't find I'm. Her. I'm going to spoil her. A little bit here. Oh no! Without knowing anything. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt a spoiler. Okay. This has never been done on our show before. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that they don't find her in hell. Because maybe there's another plane of existence that we're not seeing here. I'm just gonna. I'm Interesting. Gonna, just gonna lay that out. I don't know. Do you want to know if you're right or wrong? Yeah, I do. You're wrong. Okay. Uh. But now I have a what if. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Spoilers for the what if. <laughs> well, no, I guess now I have to come up with a Now new you got to come up with a different Because you hate whatever. spoilers. I shouldn't have said that. You I hate spoilers too. Just saved it. Okay. Where are we? So they find her. Do you see what I did there? I know. So they I, find her. I, There's some stuff that happens before that, though. I got you. You got me. To give a spoiler. Interesting. By saying. Very clever. To so him. now we know she is in hell. You're right. I you got do. you to jump ahead in the <laughs> yes, story yes. without skip, doing it I yourself. I have to skip a bunch of shit now because <laughs> we know she's in hell. And now I can relax because you hadn't dropped a spoiler yet. So. Oh, that's true. I needed to suck one out. I'm so disappointed now. <laughs> it's like the end of the comic's done. Remember, just pack it in now. What's your what if? Let's go. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh no, I don't have one yet. Uh, so what are you I thinking of this so far? I am absolutely loving it. It's kind of amazing, right? I uh, I love um, like I love stories like this. Yeah, like heaven and hell stories. Me too. Um, I'm a big fan of Sandman. I think they're really yeah. interesting. It's just uh, it's a it's a for me it's a breath of fresh air from um your typical superhero story yeah like when 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 you get into comics like when i got into comics and when you got into comics we got into superheroes we got into spider-man we get into superman we get into batman these are the types of stories you don't really get with those characters you have to dig a little bit deeper um but nowadays there's so many interesting comics out there interesting writers interesting um like storylines and I love finding these types of stories. Yeah. And and this, you're saying this is a super old story. Yeah. So 1985, that, that, that blows me away that. Yeah. It's before I was born. Yeah. That this type of story, this is a type of story that, you know, I expect to maybe find nowadays because there's so much independent work out there and, you know, you've got image comics, right. One of the first publishers to kind of march to the beat of their own drum with the stories they wanted Very to tell. True. Right. They kind yeah. of, they went off the path. Yeah. Um, took a risk, but went off the path and had a lot of success. And I love, I love their stories. And yeah, you, you've got a lot of other publishers like that, like Valiant. Yeah, Valiant's great. IDW, yeah. and there's so much great stuff out there. But this is the stuff I like to find. This basically launched like the Vertigo um, line. Okay, yeah, and, you know, yeah. Vertigo is another another like, great one. Yeah. So Vertigo is is a line of DC, and this type of story basically launched it. Tim, you'll be happy to know that this book, Saga the Swamp Thing, looked the Comics Code of America in the face and said, fuck you. Yeah. I will I not I will not put that code on my book. I do. Like I will that. actually start a new line of comics that all of the comics in there don't abide by your code. Great. And that's like how this that's how Vertigo started. And Vertigo, before there was image, Vertigo was where you found those mature comics that tackled real issues. And just kind of told like they that was the hot the hot publisher i mean it, it's a dc imprint but that was the name you yeah. wanted a vertigo book so i love stories like this i love awesome off the beaten track yeah. make you think yeah type story i love the idea of a plant monster that thinks he was a man and now has to find his place in the world like was so obsessed with becoming a man again for so many years and then realizes that that was never a thing. That shouldn't even have been his goal. And now he's got to find his place in the world. And yeah, it's just not a typical, like you said, not a typical superhero story. Like you might find that now in an image comic, but back in 1985, this is groundbreaking. It, yeah, it is. Yeah. This, Alan, this is before anyone knows who Alan Moore is, before he writes Watchmen. I did not think it was going to be this type of a story. Yeah. I'm very excited and interested. Cool. I love it. Okay. So now that everyone's forgot that we spoiled it already, I'll get back to the story. So in hell, we got uh, Swamp Thing and Etrigan. And uh, there's many grotesque creatures that they're coming across. And these creatures have like human slaves, basically, that are shining their hooves and you know, cleaning underneath their armpits. And like, that's what you do when you go to hell. Nice. You got to, that's yeah, hell for the humans. That's hell for the humans. Yeah. You got to be a slave to these creatures. So they run into arcane, that bastard. He's in hell. Good. 
He belongs there. Yeah, do you know what his punishment that in hell son is? son of a bitch. In hell, he has thousands of insect eggs hatching inside his body. Oh, every second. that sucks. <laughs> so he's just this big mound of like eee. eggs and insects. And it oh. just basically has his head on top. And uh, he makes sure that when he sees Swamp Thing, he rubs in that he won in the end. He got his revenge because Abby is in hell. He said, I condemned her to hell. And now you're here looking for her. But when you find her and you see the shape she's in, you won't want her. Ooh, that's scary. It is scary. Coming from a guy who's got insects exploding from inside of his body, he thinks she's in rough shape? Yes. And this is like, this is a horror Concerned, yeah, yeah. Like, you took a flip through it. Like, this is horror. Yeah, it is, yeah. In the art. So this is actually scary. There have been times where I've read this and been a little afraid to turn the page. Been a little afraid of what I was going to see. So this is... Yeah, this this is a little bit scary to see what shape our Abby is going to be like. We like Abby to see what shape she's going to be in. And just as Swamp Thing leaves, Arcane says, before you go, how many years have I been here? And Swamp Thing turns around and says, since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And Arcane yes! lets out. The biggest yes. scream is just a bunch of E's across the screen, oh, across the that's panel. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. That's so brilliant. Wow. So he doesn't actually get the last laugh, Arcane. Swamp Thing needles him there. Oh, man. He is in agony after hearing this news. That's great. Yeah. That's great writing. Yeah. So then we move over and uh, Swamp Thing actually, we get to see Abby. But we see sort of her legs lying down and a bunch of creatures surrounding her kind of over top of her. It looks like they could be eating her. It looks like they could be doing other things to her. It's not a good look. Um, And Swamp Thing approaches and they all kind of scatter and she's okay. She doesn't look like she's been eaten. She does look way out of it. Clothes are sort of torn a bit. Looks like they were roughing her up a bit. Um, and her face is either in shock or she's just scared, but she's kind of like got the dead eyes. So she's alive. Well, they're in hell, but like she's, she's yeah. okay. She still her, looks her like spirit Abby. Is, is she doesn't alive. look like arcane where she's got a bunch of insects bar- bursting out of her. She looks okay. And at this point, you know, Swamp Thing is very upset. So he starts to like beat the shit out of some of these demons. He's, Perfect mad we haven't and, had any like real violence no in this he hasn't done anything yet issue. he hasn't done any violence at all yet and he just starts breaking noses smashing faces and then the demons start to pick on etrigan they're saying why'd you bring this guy here what are you doing like you just give in and bring the the swamp monster here and he just says nicely he traded me a flower so he could find his flower and I'm not a weakling. I just like this flower. And then burns them all. Etrigan's now in nice. this. Nice. He's in this with Swamp Thing. He got very offended. And he doesn't like being questioned. He does not like being questioned. And he burns up all of them. So now all the demons in hell are pissed with Swamp Thing and Etrigan. So they're both on the run. They're both trying to find the exit to hell. Well, Etrigan has to stay in hell, but he's trying to get Swamp Thing out of there so they're trying to find the portal to exit and swamp things carrying abby with him and just as they find the exit insect stomach arcane somehow 
catches them and bites Swamp Thing's foot just as he's about to get out of the portal, just to hold him back. But who comes to the rescue again? Etrigan. He boots Arcane's head clean off. <laughs> he hits like a 55-yard field goal <laughs> with Arcane's head just booting nice. it off. Yeah. And so he like he is one of Swamp Thing's best friends at this point. Yeah. He's just helping helping him out in hell just for that flower. Yeah. Um yeah. So be, what does that flower look like? It's like a, impressive. Yeah, it's just a white flower. That's it. Yeah, it's like a bunch of petals and stuff. Hmm. It's, a, it's from heaven. This guy's never seen a flower before. I mean it's hell. There's no flowers there, I'm telling you. There's just gross, gross creatures. Um so And one beautiful woman. Yeah. One beautiful well, she's not there anymore because after Etrigan booted off Arcane's head, they leave. They get out. They get out through the portal. So Swamp Thing and Abby's consciousness and spirits return to their bodies, which were just by the lake where he had left Abby. And Abby sits up and she says, oh, it's freezing. She's like, what are we doing out here in the snow? And then she looks at Swamp Thing and she says, what's the matter? You're crying. End of issue. Oh, he's crying tears of joy. Yeah. That's beautiful. Isn't it? Yes, it is. It is beautiful. I, I love it. I, I love that. this issue. That's fantastic. It's so good, right? It's just. I wish we could just do another issue. Just keep going. We could. We could just keep going. What do you mean we could? I don't know. Do you have another? Could you go through another issue? I'd have to read it. Oh. <laughs> I haven't read this book in years. Okay. Then, then we can't. <laughs> oh, so don't okay. say we could because okay. we can't. There's a positive person. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, it's wow, great. That's I, awesome. I, I love this story. Like I said, it's. I said before in the Spider-Man episode that that's probably my single favorite issue, Spider-Man, um, Amazing Spider-Man 50. Um, this is another one of my favorites. I would still say Spider-Man 50 is my favorite, but this issue is definitely up there. With I'm, me. I want to own it someday. I'm liking this one better than Spider-Man 50. Yeah. F- for me. For me. I-, I love the story that's going on here. I'll tell you one thing. The writing is way better. Like it's yeah. far surpasses. Yeah. Like Alan Moore is just, a it's a different type of writing than Stanley. Like Stanley is also the master, but yeah. it's different. Well, Stan, this, is, Stan is the man. Sorry. Stan is the man. Moore is the master. Yes. So I didn't say that this story is called Down Amongst the Dead. No, you didn't. I didn't want to spoil. I thought that maybe uh, would let you know that we're going to hell once we went to heaven. If I said Down Amongst the yeah, Dead. Yeah, I would but, have spoiler, spoiled yeah. it for sure. So that, thanks, thanks for holding off on that, Dean. Yeah, I know. Wow, I know. That's I, very, I, that's very grown up of you. I did a good thing. I did the right thing for once. <laughs> I feel like it's the, uh, I feel like it's the Princess Bride when uh, Nigo tells Fezzik he did something right. Yeah, <laughs> Fezzik, you did something right. We got to talk about the Princess Bride one oh, of these I days. I love that movie. I love that movie. Oh, wonderful! I love yeah, it. That's it. That's all for me. I mean, I feel like I talked a lot. So if you wanna. If you want to go with anything, maybe you have a what if right now, or maybe you have some final thoughts. Well, I mean, my, my no, my final thoughts are I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I, it's great. It makes me want to read this book. Mm-hmm. I want more of that. I wanted to keep going. If you had more prepared, I would be on board with hearing more. Um, There's just so many stories in this run. I I could totally pick out another one, but I didn't. Well, how how do the stories tie together? Is it like a continuing story or is it like, yeah. are the comics kind of like anthology to each other? Or It's just kind of like comic books, like superhero comic books are today. Yeah. Where you'll have 
themes that definitely run through all of them, but they're in arcs. Yeah. You know, they're in uh, two or three or four comic arcs that tell sort of one complete story. Actually, Swamp Thing's more like one issue will tell, you know, a story. Um, but there's a lot of things connecting. Yeah. And when this book starts, it's actually in the DC universe. So Batman's in the beginning of this book. Cool. Um, Constantine's in this book, which I believe the pronunciation is Constantine. But I don't get mad at people who say Constantine well, because there's a movie nah, and they say Constantine gonna, in it. We like to call him Constantine around here. I like to call him Constantine. Oh, you do? I do. Oh, yeah. then I lied. We don't We don't yeah, like to call you're him. you're wrong. I like to call him Constantine. Yeah, I like to call him Constantine. That sounds so silly. Okay, but there there's an issue where there's another rhyming character and they rhyme Constantine with something that ends in nine. So that's why I think it's Constantine. Is this one of those pretentious rhymers who maybe... Um, maybe it's Etrigan. I don't know. Ma- I don't maybe remember. he was like rhyming and then realized he caught himself in a corner. And he's like, uh-oh, uh, right, I don't... Right. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to rhyme it with Constantine. Shoot. But uh, my other word is an ein word, so I'm going to call him Constantine. It could, you know what? That could be the case. But I think it's actually like a... It's a similar case to like Raza Ghoul. Where I think it's, it's fine. It's you know what? Ghoul. You know what I do in these situations what do you is do? I go with what I grew up on. Yeah. Because there weren't like resources back when I was growing up reading comic books to tell you exactly how to pronounce a name. Yeah. So you're left to pronounce it however you come up with it. Yeah. Whatever you decide is the pronunciation. So I'm not going to throw away like 20 years of calling one person something all of a sudden because I find out he's called something different. For sure. I don't need the I don't need the drama of having to remember it's quite throughout drama. my daily life <laughs> yeah. that I can't call him Constantine anymore. I need to call him Constantine. And Tim, this is a very safe space. I accept Constantine. I say it myself all the time. Okay. I well. just wanted to say it in case people got angry that they think it's Constantine because maybe it is. I think Constantine's very acceptable. Yeah. And I think 99% of the world says Constantine. Well, this is what I... Including the visual mediums that he's been on. They call him Constantine. Right. So I'm on board with that. I call Thanos, Thanos. I think it's Thanos. It's Thanos. Thanos. They call him Thanos in the movies. You say Thanos. I say Thanos because that's how I read it as a child. It was Thanos. That's how I talked about it with my friends. It's Thanos. Right. Just because these movies are coming out, sure, I'll try. If I can remember to call him Thanos, I will. But I often call him Thanos because that's how I know him. So I'm not going to criticize anybody for the way they talk about a character's name. And we should Whatever you want. doesn't matter. Call call him what... If you say Constantine and I say Constantine, do we know who the character is? Yes, we know who we're talking about, right? Thanos, Thanos, tomato, tomato. Very well put, Tim. Thank you. I'm sorry I brought it up. It's fine. No, it's fine. It's it's. Um, I feel like a. Fool. I have feelings about that. So I know. I'm, no, I'm not. No, I, I'm not trying to make you feel like a fool. Good. I just have feelings about that, yeah. and I'm uh, just sharing. That's all. Right. Just, we're in the sharing space. So what started with this talk is that you just want to know some other stories, what they're like in here. Yeah. So I just want to say there's like a lot of them are very emotional and moving like this, and kind nice. Of, kind of tackle big issues. Nice. Um, one that pops in my head that I really liked. Um, was there was this house where uh, a man had killed a bunch of people. Sorry, sorry, it's like the man's house who had killed a bunch of people. And 
wherever the gun, where he keeps the gun, the house that he keeps the gun in, all the people that have been murdered by that gun haunt that house. So Swamp Thing has to go into this house that is being haunted by a number of people that have been killed by this man. Um, just like interesting things like that. Hmm. There's there's a lot of connections with the spiritual world in these comics. It's really neat. I mean, in the end of this whole run, they're like fighting evil, like actual evil yeah. is what they're all getting together to fight. So it's very neat. It's an amazing run of comics. You will not be disappointed if you dig into it. It might take a while because there's like six of these books that I have here, um, but very good. Cool. Sounds like it's worth it. All right, then. You got a what if? <laughs> I have a question for you okay. before I have my what if. Oh, okay. I do have actually two what ifs. Two? Yeah, just because I have one as a backup because I may have... Overachiever. I, I, well, I may have missed something you said. Okay. And I, this first one might not work, but... Okay. Do we know... Do, the, do they tell us in the book why Arcane is in hell with bugs popping out of his stomach? Do they tell you that? No. Okay. Here's my what if okay. then. What if Arcane has been sent to hell because he incorrectly and unadvisedly sent this lady to hell? He condemned her to hell, but that wasn't, she didn't deserve that. That was misfair treatment. Right. And in doing so, condemned himself to hell. Hmm. This is one of those what ifs where... It's not just like, let's talk about what if that happened. It's like, that could have happened. That could have happened, yeah. Right? That could be what... I mean, Arcane was a horrible person too. So that's probably why he's in hell. Okay. But that's interesting. But he, that, he's in hell shortly after she's in hell, right? Right after, yeah. Well, Swamp Thing killed him. So then he traveled on to hell. But yeah, that's interesting that that's what did it for him. Condemning someone who was unrightfully supposed to be in hell. Got putting someone in hell got him there. I like it. Um, I don't really know how like the hierarchy of the DC gods works. Um, but like the specter says, no one's, no one's policing who goes in heaven and hell. It's just like, if you're supposed to go there, you're supposed to go there. So I don't know where that's supposed to go there comes from even like what, what are the rules? What are the things you need to do to get to each place? Um, I can definitely see that condemning a soul that isn't supposed to be somewhere could get you might get you there yeah so then you should probably i mean if you're a person who's going to do that in the first place you're probably going to end up there but Mm -hmm. okay so what's your other what if my other what if was then the way that they retconned swamp thing here with his um he's not a man yeah taken over by the plants yeah what if we apply that to a different superhero Ooh. Let, there's probably a few we could go with but let's just go with a, a favorite of ours batman what if batman wasn't kind of now there is some like m- mystique and mystery into how the bats affect him right now right. it's not really the same thing like he's not dying and like you know coming back to life because bats are like merging with him or something like that. But, but what if instead of, you know, Batman 
or the, the Bruce Wayne being affected by the bats. What if a bat was affected by the consciousness of Bruce Wayne? And I know you kind of get that a little bit with the, the man bat character, yeah, yeah. but it's a different type of character. That's still, that's still a man turning into a monster. Yeah. That's still a man who took a serum and is now a bat. He was always a man. What if it's like that, but it's the, the man bat for lack of a better terms with the consciousness of Bruce Wayne. Are they still, is the bat still like a bat? Yeah. yeah, No, it's a bat. It's It's a a bat. bat And so it's like, it's like an actual little bat. Well. And it has like the memory and consciousness of a human like i don't think the little bat would work because right. what's a little so bat a, so it's a do? Big, it's a big bat but it's i see but it's still some sort of chemical transformation but it's actually a bat who never was a human but yeah thinks he used to be bruce wayne well or or yeah and like whatever like i'm sure some sort of process happened with swamp thing and, and holland um you know, for Holland to merge into a plant or a plant to like receive it. There's like, what is there? Some sort of chemical. Yeah. Well, they were working on that. They were working on that formula that could like solve world hunger. And so when the lab blew up, he got that all over himself. Right. So when he went running into the swamp, it was mixed with that, all that chemical. Right. So I have, I, I think we have to maybe assume that in another scenario, perhaps with Batman, that something like that would occur so that we can get a, like a right. life, like a life-size bat character. Right. But what if you had that character with the consciousness of Bruce Wayne trying to do the same types of things, yeah. but not the Bruce Wayne character? Because like, a lot of, a lot of when Batman is fighting people, he's, he's using this idea that he is a monster or a terrifying figure yeah. to scare the enemy. But what if he was, what if he didn't mm. like, didn't have his, okay day-to-day and what if he couldn't be bruce wayne he was just this like night bat so i feel like we um we project onto the story as we're reading because we see that he's a man in the day and so we don't really see his night activities as being an issue we see that he's like he's helping out you know he's he's beaten on the criminals but i wonder if we were reading it and it was just this beast that was yeah. actually a beast and had never been a man beating on. It'd be different, right? It would be different. It would be like to a... not have that human to connect to the humanity, yeah, the humanity, yeah, and not see that he's a human in the day. It would be different because Batman's kind of like kind of ruthless. I mean, he's like beating up people who sometimes are just stealing because they can't eat. Mm-hmm. They need to buy a loaf of bread, and he'll just beat them to a pulp at night because he's got his own issues. Yeah, like Batman's got issues, right? Totally. Batman's, Batman's a little messed up. I mean, he's a lot messed up. So it's interesting that if we were reading that and it was just some creature, I wonder if we'd be as... I don't think we'd be as accepting as, as we are. As accepting. And, and I don't think we'd be as accepting as we are to Swamp Thing, who's plants, right? He's a big monster, but he's made of plants. Yeah. He's just protecting the earth. But like if somebody litters, like he's going to go punch him in the face. And like we're like, yeah, As cool. well he should. Yeah, well, yeah, good job. Yeah. Don't but litter. like if somebody's eaten like a steak at a restaurant and and man bat just walked in and like punched him in the face he'd be like hey hey man yeah take, take it easy, it easy. well that, i like that, it too. that's what i had that's all i, I want to read i want to read man bat. i actually would like to read that like a like a kind of like a what if comic perhaps of just um it is a what if then you it just is, did it yeah yeah but a comic what i know if comic i know it of like just the night bat i feel the like night it, bat yeah i like that caught the night bat Ooh. I feel like that would have happened. That comic would have existed if Batman was like Marvel, because you know Marvel yeah, did the what ifs. Right. 
because I think they did one with Spider-Man where he was like, he had eight legs. Like yeah, he was, six, he was six more, arms. Six, six arms, arms yeah. yeah. He was like more like a spider yeah, or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So I think they would have maybe done that. Yeah. Um, what if I, I think it's, I kind of think it's interesting just to see that we would read it and be like, ugh, I don't like it. Yeah. And like, I'd want him to be doing the same things that Batman does. Yeah. All right. Well, Dean, thank you for bringing this book to our attention. You're welcome. It touched we my all, heart. We all appreciate it. It touched my heart too. Good. I'm glad. That's why I'm here. And we hope it touched the hearts of our listeners. Of course. And we'll catch you next time. What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool. Cool. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.